Welcome to Travels in a Mathematical World, a podcast from the Institute of Mathematics and its Applications, the IMA. My name is Peter Rollett, this is episode 17. 17 is prime, and is the only prime of the form p to the q plus q to the p, where p and q are both prime. Okay, this week is Maths History Week on the podcast, and we hear from... As usual, Noel Ann Bradshaw of the University of Greenwich, who's going to tell us about the life of Al-Khwarizmi. Abu Jafar Muhammad ibn Musa Al-Khwarizmi. Al-Khwarizmi, as he is known, was an Islamic mathematician born in Baghdad around 780. We know very little about him as a person, but a fair amount about his mathematics. We also know various facts about this period in history. For example, around the year 813, after a period of unrest, the then Caliph, ruler of the area, founded an academy called the House of Wisdom. Here, many Greek texts of a philosophical and scientific nature were translated. If it hadn't have been for these translations, we would have lost a lot of information about Greek maths and other matters, as the Greeks wrote on papyrus which would not have lasted. The Caliph also set up a library and an observatory. There were a number of scholars at the House of Wisdom, and this mathematician Al-Khazmi was one of them. It was their job to translate, study and write on these Greek scientific texts. It was in the course of this that Al-Khazmi wrote his work entitled Hisab al-Jabr wal-Mugabla. This is the work from which we get the word algebra. The text has been translated and one such version tells us what al-Harazmi wanted it to be used for. What is easiest and most useful in arithmetic, such as men constantly require in cases of inheritance, legacies, partition, lawsuits and trade, and in all their dealings with one another, or where the measuring of lands, the digging of canals, geometrical computations and other objects of various sorts and kinds are considered. We can see from this that the book was intended to be practical. In fact, a modern title might be Maths for Business. And as with books about maths for non-mathematicians, it starts right from square one, although this is even more basic than we would perhaps expect. When I consider what people generally want in calculating, I find that it is always a number. I also observed that every number is composed of units, and that any number may be divided into units. Moreover, I found that every number which may be expressed from one to ten surpasses the preceding by one unit. Afterwards the ten is doubled or tripled just as before the units were. Thus arise twenty, thirty, etc. until a hundred. Then the hundred is doubled and tripled in the same manner as the units and the tens up to a thousand. So forth to the utmost limit of numeration, which presumably was his way of expressing infinity. The next section concerns the solution of linear and quadratic equations. Although I am saying that this was algebra, we would have trouble recognising it as such, 
as all the problems and explanations are in words with no symbols in sight. The mathematical symbols that we use today came into use much later on. He uses squares, i.e. x squared, roots, i.e. x, and units, i.e. the constant, the single number. Here is a description of solving the equation, and you might want to write this down. x squared plus 10x equals 39. A square and 10 roots are equal to 39 units. The question, therefore, in this type of equation is about as follows. What is the square which combined with 10 of its roots will give a sum total of 39? The manner of solving this type of equation is to take one half of the roots just mentioned, now the roots in the problem before us are 10, therefore take 5, which multiplied by itself gives 25, an amount which you add to 39 giving 64. Having taken then the square root of this, which is 8, subtract it from half the roots 5, leaving 3. The number 3 therefore represents one root of this square, which is itself of course 9. Therefore 9 gives the square. He then follows this lengthy explanation up with a geometric proof, which is akin to completing the square. It is fascinating to see that equations were being solved geometrically such a long time ago. However, experts argue as to whether Al-Hazmi was familiar with Euclid's elements. Euclid was a Greek mathematician whose lengthy text The Elements was undoubtedly translated by one of Al-Hazmi's colleagues at the House of Wisdom. The elements included many such geometric proofs. However, although he might have been familiar with some of the concepts, he might not have known the content of it in detail. There is great debate over the part that Al-Harazmi plays in mathematical developments. For example, one scholar, Rashid, says, It is impossible to overstress the originality of the conception and style of Al-Harazmi's algebra whereas another scholar writes that his ideas may not have been very original. And yet another says, Al-Hahazmi's scientific achievements were at best mediocre. But regardless as to whether these ideas were original or originating from Euclid, the idea that there were mathematicians around in Baghdad that were exhorting people in business to use these methods to solve their mathematical problems is, I find, profoundly exciting. Al-Harazmi's text continues next looking at arithmetic laws. For example, how would you explain how to multiply two brackets together? And he goes on to look at applications and worked examples. He looked at geometry, for example, how to find areas of circles and volumes of simple solids, such as cones and pyramids and spheres. He also wrote texts on astronomy and geography. Although one might argue as to the exact contribution that this mathematician has made to mathematical originality, nothing can detract from the influence that his writings had in the West when translated into Latin in the 12th century. 
Another interesting point is that his very name, Al-Hahazmi, is the origin of the word algorithm. And this is all summed up in the words of Muhammad Khan, author of the Muslim contribution to mathematics. In the foremost rank of mathematicians of all time stands Al-Hahazmi. He composed the oldest works on arithmetic and algebra. They were the principal sources of mathematical knowledge for centuries to come in the East and West. The work on arithmetic first introduced the Hindi numbers to Europe, as the very name algorithm signifies. And the work on algebra gave the name to this important branch of mathematics in the European world. Okay, I hope you enjoyed listening to that. You can download all our previous episodes, get show notes related to today's episode, and point all your friends to www.travelsinamathematicalworld.co.uk. Thank you for listening.